0: Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, DJ Rembrandt, and I'm thrilled to provide for you an open platform for opportunities to rant. The Rant is a podcast that is intended to have fun, make fun of, and rant about things that might be construed as socially unacceptable. The intended audience of this podcast is for folks that enjoy life and enjoy humor that skirts on the edges of social boundaries. The Rant Podcast is being brought to you courtesy of Aware Video Magazine. Aware Video Magazine is a Wichita-based video magazine that promotes social awareness and provides opportunities for expressive content in a video platform. Aware Video Magazine wants you to know that everything is better when you are aware. You can follow Aware Video Magazine on social media platforms, Facebook, and on Instagram at Aware Video Magazine. The Rant Podcast is produced using the Anchor Podcast app, which can be found in the Apple iTunes Store. It's your boy, DJ Rembrandt, and I'm joined this week on The Rant by none other than Brother Bob Love. Brother Bob Love is a member of the famous and infamous family in the Wichita area, the Rudy Love and the Love Family. Brother Love will share about his passion for his Ready to Impact program. He also gives us some insight, looks at the documentary film called This Is Love that was produced, telling the story of his family. Of course, Brother Love will get his shot at game time, playing FMR And a new game that I'm calling BPS and WPS. It wouldn't be The Rant if Brother Love didn't get his opportunity at a rant that you don't want to miss. So without further ado, The Rant with Brother Love. Welcome to all my listeners. I am so thrilled and happy to have with me today inspector 12 aka we're just gonna go with mr bob mr b we're gonna call him b to protect the innocent uh mr (laughs) mr b how you doing today brother i'm
1: great brother it's a pleasure to be on uh on the show uh brother Rembrandt.
0: oh yeah oh yeah well um brother b tell us a little bit about yourself you know what i mean i i uh, know that you are involved with the a program in a large urban school district called Ready to Impact. Um, exactly what are you trying to accomplish with that program? Tell, us, uh, tell, the, tell the listeners about Ready to Impact and uh, all that you're trying to accomplish with that.
1: Well, you know, basically the name says it all, Ready to Impact. What I try to do is uh, find students who are really actually ready to impact their lives. And by doing that, sometimes you make mistakes. Uh, like, for instance, you come into a high, big uh, urban high school, and you may be a freshman, and you come into the high school, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're thrust into this, this school with uh, 2,000, 3,000 students, and here you are on the bottom of the totem pole, so you instantly want to impress. Right. You come in, you want to impress everybody. You want to be the cool, with the cool group. And sometimes that backfires. You get so caught up with trying to be cool, and and you end up forgetting about your academics, and you flunk your first semester. And obviously those classes don't go away, so you have to make them all up. And and so technically you're not on track to graduate in four years with your your class. Now, while you're doing all this, a lot of your peers, uh, they can clown and still get their academics. So they pass on, and here you are, uh, clowning, and then you, the second semester, you decide to clown, and, and so you're off track. And so, what my job is to try to go and find those students and get them back on track, and uh, work through various measures. Of maybe I might have to transfer you to a, a a quieter school. I might have to transfer you to uh, a alternative school, or we just might need to work a lot a lot harder and stay current on our grades and. And uh, making up those classes so that you can uh, get back on track and graduate with your peers.
0: All right that sounds lovely so have you guys been seeing some success with the program and how many schools are you working with one school like you know how many schools are you involved in and are you seeing some success?
1: Well yeah basically uh, we've seen a lot of success over the last 14 years Um, we are right now currently in three schools but we work closely with about five schools in different programs. Uh, Sometimes we lose students to, uh, maybe they just can't do it or have to work. And then we work with uh, different uh, GED programs, trade schools, we we do all kinds of things. So we have a lot of uh, connections in in the community, but basically we're in three schools.
0: Oh, excellent, excellent. And who primarily does, I mean, the program serve, I mean, uh, just to skirt on uh, the edge a little bit, dem- demographically, you know, who would mm-hmm. you say the program most impacts or benefits? Well,
1: it it it, it goes across. You know, uh, getting behind in class goes across all levels sure. and all creeds and colors. It's uh, uh so we 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 the socioeconomically challenged uh, and the the wealthy they do the same thing. And so we have a wide range, but we were basically in. Uh, the, initially, it was for African American males, but as we went along, we we saw that we needed to uh, spread out and and, and encompass all uh, people, and we have all time ty- all types of students and all different backgrounds, and we've been very successful. About eighty five to ninety percent of students that sign up with us, they we get them back on track and they graduate.
0: Excellent, that's outstanding. So uh, appreciate your service. Appreciate you doing all that and. And uh, how, how long has the program been around?
1: We're in our 14th year, I think.
0: 14 years, mm-hmm. yeah. amen. 14 years of impacting kids. Impacting, All chasing right.
1: them, going to the court, going to uh, you know, their houses, their employment,
0: oh, doing wow. whatever
1: it takes to, uh, uh, we're probably one of the few uh, programs that will uh, go to your house and beat uh, on your door or go that, to your employer. <laughs>
0: yeah. I love it. I love it. So Brother B, you are a member of I think the most storied family uh in the Wichita community, the Love family. Mm. So I'd like to pick your brain a little bit about the, the Love family and um their your family's impact on this community in Wichita um talk to my listeners a little bit about the love family um I understand there's a documentary out there um give you an opportunity to kind of express that so why, why a documentary uh about the love family
1: well you know like you said my father was a musician and uh he started out a long time ago and in the music business and he was with uh, Chess Records. And um, some of you might have, might know about Cadillac Records. If you see that movie uh, and, you, and you see that, you'll understand that Leonard and Phil Chess started Chess Records and then uh, they were based out of Chicago. And so my father and his partner, Don Level, went up to Chicago uh, to try to get a record deal. And they, they secured one. Uh, with uh, Leonard Chess and Phil Chess of Chess Records. And back then, the music business was, and it still is, it was toured for not giving you uh, your royalties and, and things that you should get. So mm.
0: uh,
1: that's where it all started. My, uh, they wrote a, a rock and roll classic called Good Morning Little Schoolgirl," mm. that has been covered by, you know, um, all types of folks. Uh, uh, the Grateful Dead, Eric Clapton. Uh, uh Gosh. Taj Mahal um, uh, Hurricanes it's just so many and that's what the documentary is some of the documentary is about it's about my father's early beginnings in the music business and uh, also some of the uh, trials and tribulations that he went through and then um, my older brother Rudy Love who uh, got got captured into some of the same things and and he encountered in the music business when he went out and he uh, he, uh, as a 17-year-old, wrote a, uh, a classic song, "Your Love Is So Doggone Good," that was recorded on Ray Charles's uh, Canyon Records uh, label. And that song was taken over to uh, uh, the people that Rudy recorded it with. Being a 17 years old, didn't understand what all was going Another on. Color. So what he done was uh, he uh, he went ahead and uh, he he cut a album with them, and it was taken overseas and put under the name of Brother Tyrone Davis. Uh, ironically, Tyrone Davis was one of the guys that he met and they recorded the music on him, but those days uh, it was underhanded business and so they took it and, and, and put Brother Tyrone Davis's name on it and shipped it over to uh, overseas. And there hmm. it eventually became one of the biggest songs in the history of music in the UK. And they said it was responsible for some of the funk movement Movement back in the, in those days in the '60s, early '60s.
0: Okay, all right. And
1: so that's what the documentary is about. And and there's other people who have recorded that music: Isaac Hayes, Esther Phillips, Chuck Brown and the Soul Searchers. Wow. Uh, gosh, the Whispers, uh, the list goes on and on. And uh, and so, and, uh, including Ray Charles, he he also recorded it on this Love Country style. But uh, it talks about my brothers uh, and I journey in the music business and uh so the documentary came about by uh a local a local producer here uh, Sean Rhodes and <clears throat> we were at his at a party playing for his uh a, a a some filmmakers uh and they were filming a movie called Bender it's about the uh, serial killers here some of the first recorded serial killers in the uh in the Midwest uh and the Bender family and when they were closing out after finishing their, their, their filming. And we played there and then they wanted to know who in the world are these guys. And so Sean told them about us and, and then the story started and then we decided they are gonna do a movie on us. And so a lot of research, a lot of information, a lot of films, uh, a lot of archival uh, information. And we uh, made a film and uh, the world premiere was at the Rain Dance Film Festival in uh, London. And uh, we oh, played. Wow. We also played that night uh, a big show at the 100 Club, which uh, was sold out. but we had to do two shows. Uh, that's a place where the Rolling Stones, the uh, Adam Ant, everybody who's anybody who's ever played uh, in in the UK uh, played there. The, you know, the, looking at the walls and everything, it was amazing just to see wow. us put our pictures and sign the back room. Uh, uh, and be amongst all those giants. And then after that, the uh, the film came home to Wichita and sold out at the Orpheum. And now, since then, it's been in over 40 countries. we won several awards for uh, best picture, best director. Uh, and so the documentary is uh, This Is Love. It's, it's on the move and it's still, still going strong. We just recently found out that in the UK, they want to be able to, uh, they, they were gonna deal with us to be able to show it at different universities uh, about music business and as an educational tool.
0: And the documentary is called This is Love. This is Love. Right on. So how how has since the documentary's come out, you know, and the message has been coming out uh, about, you know, first of all, I'm sorry, you know, that uh, family had to go through that, that your brother had to go through that, and your dad and all that. But now that, you know, I'm going to say that, Folks have been getting exposed about how the real music industry is. You know what are what are some of the feedback you guys been getting as a result of the film playing?
1: Well, we we've gotten a lot of feedback. We've got a lot of a lot of shows that uh, we were on tour before COVID hit. We were touring uh, the Midwest and we had some overseas dates, uh, uh, the Copenhagen Film Festival. We had a lot of things set up, uh, but uh, when COVID hit, it kind of slowed well it did it's it halted everything so but everybody's been uh really shocked and amazed to to hear that uh, us from Wichita Kansas uh you know it talks about Rudy playing with Sly and the Family Stone and, and I work oh, wow. I work with Sly Stone and and then being uh, connected with the Genovese uh crime family uh, our god, our godfather was uh Nate McCalla and so it shows you how you can uh you can be in this business and and uh, we had people like uh, George Clinton of the Parliament Funkadelic in it, Sinbad, and it's uh, the executive producer is Mick Fleetwood of Fleetwood Mac. Um, oh my and goodness! And so uh, we have uh, many stars in there. Marseille Martin, uh, Blackish is my niece. She's in there. Um, so it, it's uh, it's been really great, and we're looking forward to uh, uh, when COVID is lifted a little bit to continue.
0: Yeah, man, that's awesome. I mean, that is a. Uh, uh, tribute to wichita and our community i know that uh i, I love the love love the family oh yeah um, we love, we oh yeah i appreciate it i appreciate it we need to make america love again
1: that's what it's all about and we uh matter of fact uh, we pin that phrase and uh have uh we sell a lot of uh hoodies and um t-shirts and memorabilia that say make america love again and this is love and uh, love evolution. Yes. Alu- uh, love evolution. I love yeah, it. Stand up for freedom or we all fall. I am a citizen after one of our songs entitled World Citizen. Mm. Uh, I am a citizen of America uh, because some pi- uh, folks tend to forget that we are citizens of Amen. America.
0: Yeah. Amen, brother. You guys have one song that, you know, this is personal for me. Um, and, then, uh, and then I got uh, one other area on this and then we'll move on. But it's called This Song is for You.
1: This song's for you, recorded in Muscle Shows, Alabama, along with the Muscle Shows rhythm section, the, the famed Muscle Shows rhythm section, uh, along with Clayton Ivy and Terry Woodford. Um, that song was written by, originally written by my first cousin who is a guitar player uh, with the band, uh, Tony Matthews. And uh, he, as a matter of fact, he was uh, the lead guitar player and the band leader for Ray Charles, also for Little Richard. And he toured all over the world with them, and uh, but he's my first cousin, and uh, my daddy gave him his first guitar, and he is our big, uh, big cousin that uh, is a, an incredible uh, guitar player. But he wrote that song about a young lady that he was missing, and so now uh, he uh, he played it, and uh, we we recorded it. And Rudy sang his heart out on it, and it's become one of our our biggest classics. This song is for you. It's about, uh, and we we always like to say it's about uh, longing or missing someone, Mm. and uh, whether they be passed on or just a relationship that went bad, or a father or a son or a mother and a daughter missing uh, each other. It's just uh, it's just a classic song and it touches a lot of hearts and it's one of our biggest requested songs.
0: Oh man, I know I requested every opportunity I get and you know final question or area I want to top uh, or touch on, it's the vault. I was I was messing around on Facebook and I saw somebody. It's maybe the inspector twelve. I I'm twelve. Not, we know we're not gonna go there, you know what I mean? Cause you he's, know he's always undercover. Always undercover. We're not gonna go there. But he's always on the case. He's always he's on, on the case. Always on the case. <laughs> on the case. <laughs> but uh the vault. So uh man, jamming and pulling out some some of the old school funk. It was a Saturday night. I I, pu- I pumped it into my Bluetooth speaker at my house pumped and in. was just jamming. So Talk to, talk to my listeners about the vault. What's going on with the vault?
1: Well, during the pandemic, uh, we were all at home, and uh, I, uh, I just wanted to do something because of the fact that nobody could go anywhere, and all uh, seems like social media was the place to be. And so I, uh, I went down into my, uh, the catacombs, into the, my basement, yes, where yes. I keep a lot of the, uh, the, the, the music that ha- has never been heard by uh, the world, uh, by the Love family, what happened was when we uh we got blacklisted and then you'll have to see the documentary in order to know uh how that all came about, but uh we got blacklisted so we couldn't we couldn't perform anywhere or we or we couldn't we couldn't record any music on any label, so we just kept recording we kept going to the studio we kept making songs and writing songs, okay. so we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs I have cases and cases and cases of songs, great quality songs uh that they're in what I call my vault. Uh, And so when I got down in there and I started playing music and played a little bit on the air and people seemed to like it. So uh, we started saying on Saturday nights, look forward to uh, 7.30, look forward to the vault. And uh, I just, uh, I started calling it that because that is the vault. That's where we keep all of our our, our great uh, songs and music and and, uh, things that uh, pertain to the Love Family music and so we just—I uh, started playing the music on the air, and people started liking it. And uh, it—I think they like yes. the fact that I'm able to explain. And it's always great when you can explain what the song is about, yes. and and what was the inspiration behind it when you wrote it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we we do the vault, and uh, it's getting ready to uh, evolve into something bigger—a talk show and and some other things. So. Uh, we're real, real, real proud of the vault.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm proud of the vault also. Keep doing it. Keep cranking it out. Uh, and uh, it, yeah, for my listeners out there, you know, you can follow uh, uh, B Love's uh, twin brother, Bob Love, uh, on Facebook. And so that you can get access to the vault, 730 on Saturday nights. Yeah. And uh, get your Bluetooth ready. And Terrell Owens would say, get your popcorn ready. And get ready to groove because it's, yeah,
1: it's it's popping. It's
0: popping. So, in addition to the music industry, the Love family has made what I consider a significant impact on the sports scene in Wichita. Um, so, let's start with you. What are, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people don't know that B. Love sometimes goes by Butter. 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 Who is who's that guy? Tell us about Butter.
1: There's several. There's a mixture of several uh, people that have that initial B uh so Butter happens to be matter of fact there was a a guy by the name of Butter Bean in the NBA years ago he played for the Chicago Bulls he did and so when I started playing ball uh I worked extra hard played extra you know worked on my craft really really hard uh when when I was in the ninth grade my inspiration was I was given a I had to flip a coin between two eighth graders and myself, I was a ninth grader, and we flipped a coin to see who would get the last uh, uh, nice, beautiful, purple, satin uh, basketball jerseys. (laughs) And and I lost. And I had two eighth graders be able to suit up ahead of me. And they gave me a Brooks track uniform, and they taped over the track and Gave me an old gray sweatshirt that said Brooks Track on it. Stop it. So I felt really odd sitting there on the end of the bench, and my father told me, "You can't quit. You're not going to quit. You're not a quitter." He said, "You just need to work harder." So, I started working out and uh, playing ball, and then uh, I had a little brother, Kenny Joe Love, also. Uh, and I, matter of fact, I'm going to give a little quick plug. I'll we have it. a we have a uh, I'm working on a, a a book and a film called Butter and Cotton,
0: Uh-oh. and.
1: and uh, and it was a story of my, of my brother and I. We got so good that they didn't allow us to play on the same pickup teams. We had to play against each other all the time. So,
0: uh, mm-hmm. but uh,
1: we, I, I'm, uh, I'm in the Hall of Fame at North High. I was all city, first team, all state. And I chose the number 22. And that's been the family number for a long time. And everybody coming up behind me, my brother. Uh, and then I had other brothers, uh, Reggie, uh, Mick, and then my nephew Mike, uh Mike Cates, he uh he played ball too and uh unfortunately, tragically, we uh we lost uh Joe uh on the basketball court. He yes. died, he had a heart attack uh, playing at Wichita State in the middle of a pickup game. Yes. And then uh years later my sister Peggy's boy, Michael Cates, was a was a highly touted uh matter of fact, he had just come back from visiting uh uh Roy Williams at the time, who was the head coach at at KU, was high on him. And he uh, also died on the basketball court. And uh, so, uh, number 22 has been uh, retired over at North High. Uh, I was originally aware, but it it hangs in the rafters under the name of my nephew, Mike Cates, and it's on the wall with a plaque that says uh, All of Us, uh, the brothers who all wore it, and and, and the nephew. And then that started to bug. Though we had so many, and my, uh, like I say, my brother Reggie played ball. Uh, then we it, it filtered out to my sons, uh, Mick Love and Jalen Love. And then my brother Reggie had uh, had uh, daughters. So well, he had a son also play for North. Reggie Love Jr. And then Sharice uh, and Rochelle were state champions at yes. uh, Heights High School. Heights High. Uh, so we have a long, long, long. Uh, Long, uh, and Jalen Love went on to play for the University of Denver. Yep. Uh, my son Mick was playing at uh, Garden City, I mean, I mean excuse me, uh, uh, Great Bend. Uh, was, uh, Barton County. Barton County, yes. and he was on the way home from from school and, and had a bad automobile accident. So he had to cut, it, cut his career short. Yeah, yeah. He, had, he had a brain concussion, he injured his oh, hip, man. and he actually <laughs> slept almost for a year. Uh, lost a lot of his memory. So he's a uh, we thankful that he came back. So the basketball has been good to us. We uh we got educated. Uh, uh so uh the legacy is that uh we play basketball, uh, uh music and then we also cook food. Oh Mama, Mama Love's Kitchen.
0: Ooh. Talk to us about Mama, Mama Love's Kitchen.
1: My mother will always have uh, – we had we come from a family of, a, of 17 children. And so uh Hold on, pause. Say that again? (laughs) 17 children. My goodness. My mom actually gave birth to 15, and then I have a half-brother and half-sister. Of course, we don't do halves, but, uh, and so, altogether, my father had 17 children, and he fathered 17. And, uh, of course, we had a cousin, Ace, who lived with us, and then my mom took in uh, the Dozier boys, and uh, that was three of them, so we averaged 20 to 21 kids on the yard every day. Uh,
0: and, and y'all uh, had a full squad you had a y'all had an offense and a defensive w- line we never team. had to let have anybody with no subs no neighbors but we had so many kids
1: the neighbors always wanted to come to our yard and my mom had one one thing that's just if I, if I can give them if i can whoop them they can come over the- and so uh the kids a lot of kids claimed that they used to have to go get their own switch too that uh, were from other families but she was a good mom and she took good care of us, but.
0: Now, now hold on, I'm gonna I'm stop you right there. I'm trying. You don't, you're on the flow, but mm-hmm. you said they had to go get their own switch too. What? Yeah, yeah, Talk, yeah. Some of the listeners might not understand that, B Love. Well, but know, you might have to explain that to them.
1: Today, you know, everybody's got what they call timeouts, and you go and you sit, <laughs> in, you go sit in a corner and <laughs> contemplate what you've done wrong and all that thing back in the old days, uh, you know, the trees were were the were the instruments that my mom would, you know, just when the in, in spring when the trees are just keep budding and they're <coughs> really strong and, and and a limb would be very nice and so we call that a switch. Yes. And yes. so you would have to go get your own switch if you done wrong and mm-hmm. it wasn't about going to time out or you know, uh <laughs> oh, mama please, please no, you got disciplined and uh we learned really quick that uh, <laughs> you had to do what Mama said or Daddy said or you would get disciplined. And she would always like to uh, throw you down, put her foot. She was a big lady, 5'11", you know, and about probably 150, 60 pounds. Mm. She'd throw you down and put her foot on your back or she'd take your clothes off or she'd get your feet. You know, if you anybody understands that a switch on your feet That'll make you. <laughs> that will make you change. Change the way you, you. 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 know. And I was kind of. I had a, a hot temper, and so I got. Uh, I. I got disciplined quite a bit, but I'm happy for it because it taught me uh, to control myself.
0: But but like you said, back in the back in those days, what I'm gonna I'm take you back to what you said. You said, "Mama Love said if she can't whoop you, then you can't come over." You can't over. come over. Uh, you know? hey,
1: she, t- she would always, you know. I, People would need babysitters. As a Matter of fact, one—if you see our classic, what we call the the Love Clan picture, uh, there's one little white kid sitting in the corner. Stop it! Yeah, he's on the picture. And uh, <laughs> one day we were at the restaurant, and and this big guy comes in, and he goes up to the wall. We had a big big picture of us on the wall. He said, "That's me!" He screamed into the restaurant and said, "That's me, Mama. Love you. I used to sleep. I used to stay right there." But what what it was was. It was a young mother who had a young son, and she had to work, and she didn't have any childcare. And my mom said, "Well, here, baby, just bring him on down here. He'll be here. all right." So we kind of just brought It'd him be in, all right. brought him in, and uh, and uh, he was one of the one of the kids. And uh, a lot of folks uh, came in that way. And and my mom always told him that it, I'm gonna give him a whooping if he be bad. So you better tell him to be good. And if you don't want that, you keep him with you. Uh, <laughs>
0: That but was, you said you guys had the family restaurant. I remember yeah, the restaurant, family, man. The cinnamon rolls, cinnamon brother. rolls, the uh, the
1: regular rolls, dinner rolls. Um, you know, the oh gosh, just about everything on the menu. You know, was so good that uh, uh, it, it was a great restaurant. It it, it uh, the city came out and, and 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 loved it. We had to open the doors before we were testing, and we couldn't uh, even get a chance to run the test right because. Police officers, everybody was coming by and they would smell the smell of the rolls and the food and they would just want wanted just to open the doors right off the bat. But what happened was after a few years, uh, the development of downtown and Old Town, mm-hmm. uh, we only had one way in and one way out. Uh, they designed uh, the hotel, uh, a banquet facility and parking garage and it kind of put all of us on that wing uh, down there out of business. So, But Mama Love has sensed the... Uh, Gone on, and uh my baby sister kim who uh who took over the cooking reins is is just as good she 's uh another version of mom and uh so we've been able to sell rolls and cinnamon rolls around town and and box them up and send them uh, across uh, the country too uh Sakatumi cakes uh, mm. all types of things mm-hmm. uh, but uh yeah mama loves was a was a great place uh it was it was a great atmosphere we would close it down and turn it into mama loves juke joint at night and and the band would play in there and uh, we'd serve like some beer and uh, wine but uh we'd turn it into juke joint then we'd flip it over again and then have breakfast there in the morning so (laughs) so we, we 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 were doing really good until they uh they hit us with the with the urban
0: renewal oh yeah right on it's game time it's game time Everybody needs to play time. It's game time. It's game time. Everybody needs to play. And now, the rant game. All right, Brother B, it's uh, game time. It's game, time. game so, time. So um, I've had a couple of uh, guests on the show, and we, we play a, a, a game called FMR and uh fmr goes like this so who would you uh, i'm gonna give you three names of uh you know celebrities or whatever and you're gonna tell us who would you fornicate with Mm, mm, mm. who would you marry and who would you get rid of so fmr fornicate marry or rid the world of All right. But you have to tell us why. Now, you have to give us a little explanation. Not, not too deep. I know you're a happily married man, so why don't we get you in yeah, trouble? Yeah, We don't want to get in trouble. No, 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 then, no, then, no. But, but, you know, we'll, we'll keep this down in the vault. Yeah. However, I'm going to give you three names, and then you, uh, you tell us who would you fornicate with, marry, and, or, or rid the world of, and why. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so. All right. Here we go. The first three. We're going to go do two rounds. Um, you got Vanessa Williams. Ooh, you got J Lo,
1: mm.
0: and Rihanna. Ah. so who would you for, who would you fornicate with?
1: Say that first one
0: name. The, the Vanessa Williams, mm,
1: mm, mm.
0: J Lo, or Rihanna. So you got to marry one of them, you get to fornicate with one of them, and then you got to rid the world of one of them. So
1: wow. I'm- what you,
0: what you got for us, B? Man,
1: I would really hate to rid the world of any of them. <laughs> My goodness. And then there's a possibility of wanting to fornicate with all yeah. of them.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, mm,
1: wow, I'd say, I would say, gosh, Vanessa Williams would probably be the one that I would marry,
0: and because because
1: she seems to have, you know she seems to be have her life uh, and have a uh, uh, you know I don't want to have any J Lo and Rihanna getting mad at me, but uh, j- Vanessa seems to be more uh, homebodied. Uh, uh, she had a great career, and she's such a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Um, Miss America, Ooh. Miss America, and those photographs. Uh, uh, those, I love those photographs. Yes, those yes. photographs were. Uh, hanging on my wall yeah, for a it. long time when I was a, uh, you know careful in careful. college. In mm-hmm, college, okay. Okay. Okay now uh Careful. Okay. The other thing was uh uh with J Lo. J Lo's cool. Uh, I like her flavor. Mm-hmm.
0: Um Delicious.
1: And, and, but Rihanna is uh, uh she's just uh she's sh- wow <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna is a beautiful woman too. Work, 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 work. Work, work, work. Da, 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 da. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, when I think about that, work, 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 uh, mm-hmm. I would like to probably fornicate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, sorry, my poor wife is listening, but
0: uh,
1: I hope she's not. This is just, 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 this is just a game. A game. This fornicate is a game. with uh, Rihanna mm-hmm. and probably. Uh,
0: have to get rid of J Lo. Have to get rid of J Lo. Oh, well, he's pretty yeah. good. The only
1: reason I hate I say that, and I wouldn't really want to do that. It's just that uh, uh, it's just the way I feel.
0: I understand. What, can, right. I, what can I do? Hey, yeah. it's your thing. That's bro.
1: a tough. That was a
0: tough. one. Okay, dude. we got, we got, we got. We're gonna do one more round. Okay. And, you know, I think I'm gonna try something a new game with you if you if you're willing. But uh, okay. we got, I got three more for you on the FMR. So we got Grace Jones. We got Tina Turner. Or Michelle Obama. Ooh. Who would you? F M R. Well,
1: I would. I would probably have to uh, marry Michelle. Mm
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. She got a book out. And she, all of yeah,
1: of she has a book out, and she's very, very educated. Um, nice, refined, 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 mm-hmm. refined is a good word, Rembrandt. Mm-hmm. Refined, uh, and so I, I would probably wife, wife her. Um, mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Then you got Grace Jones and Tina Turner.
1: Tina Turner would probably be hmm, I hate to even say that with about the, the great Tina Turner but I would I would probably have uh, fornicated with her <laughs> and then i
0: would have to prisoner get prisoner of your yeah, love yeah she's 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 gonna she, be a prisoner of her sing
1: love and she's just she's gritty and she's hot tough kisses, and hot and those legs good night. Ooh, Lord those le- i just have her just stand around and just dance Stop it. get careful okay, careful right, just careful just dance careful. <laughs> uh just dance <laughs> But then I would probably, although I love Grace Jones.
0: I'm not perfect, but I'm perfect for you. Ooh. Pull up
1: to my bumper, pull baby. Pull up to <laughs> my bumper. And pull up to the bumper, boy. I tell you, <laughs> I'd like to pull up to that bumper. But uh, <laughs> since this is a game, it's just a game. Just and we game. have to get rid of someone, I would have to say Grace. But uh, mm-hmm. matter of fact, I was at Sly Stone's house one time, ooh, and uh, ooh. Grace Jones was uh, at the door down there. At, well, he lived up in the mountains. And, and, I was had a job working as a, you know, go and drive the cars and pick Mm -hmm. up this and make Mm -hmm. sure kind of like a road manager. Mm -hmm. And uh, Grace Jones was down the hill and uh, and uh, she used to visit uh, Sly all the time.
0: Mm. Ooh, okay, all right. We we'll leave it at that right there. Leave it right there. She used to come by and uh, borrow some butter, sugar, or sugar, or some eggs. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna try this new game out real quick and then uh I always give my uh my, my guests an opportunity to rant on something and the mm-hmm. and the which is the you know the premise of the show, DJ Rembrandt. Uh um and the rant can just be about anything. Anything, you know, that's just bothering you or just you know what I mean, that you irritated about, that, you know, we we, we skirt the boundaries of, 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 of appropriateness and inappropriateness, so you can, you know, feel free to just, just go off on something, but mm. before we do that, I'm going to try this out, I, this is a game I've been thinking about, and I don't have quite the context yet, but, you know, often you hear things, or you see things, and people say, or maybe it's just me, that's white people shit, mm. or that's black people so I got a game that I'm going to call WPS or BPS. <laughs> so I'm going to give you some terms, and I just want you to let me, you know, just in your opinion, yeah. to your opinions, yeah. whether or not you see that as white people's stuff or black people's stuff. First one, you ready? You I'm got ready, it? I'm ready. First one is snow skiing. <laughs> white people's stuff.
1: <laughs> and I cannot take the cold, and I ain't going to definitely get up on a mountain and try to slide
0: down. Oh, no, no, man. No, that's how about How about swimming?
1: Oh, uh, I'm actually a very good swimmer, Ooh. and so I love swimming. Um, that's kind of a, but you know, the the rumor is that black people don't like to swim.
0: See, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll
1: have to go with uh, what the the, the the norm is. It, it's that's white folks. Stuff. Okay.
0: I actually can swim as well, yeah, but purely swimming. for survival mechanisms, you know what oh, I mean I
1: swim for hours, I can swim for you know hours and hours
0: oh, that's beautiful yeah. that's it's supposed to be good for you yeah no. it's
1: it's actually great um, before I had these eye surgeries i I was in the pool every day,
0: oh right, you on. Know,
1: sometime twice a day.
0: what about chicken and we'll we'll go far well, i'll <laughs> I'll take it a step further and say fried chicken,
1: man, you know, although it's probably not great for our our culture. But boy, if you ever try to take some black folks' chicken away from them, boy, <laughs> I mean, some of the ministers would be having a rough time. But that's that's definitely black folks.
0: Oh man, see, and, and for me, I get it. I catch it a lot from people because I'm not real fond of chicken. I mean, I'll eat it every now and then, but it's not preferred. We, but
1: you know, and and what gets me is uh, I'm I'm uh, I don't I never cared for chicken. I'm a vegetarian. I've yes, been a, I don't eat any you. any of it. But I know for a fact that. Growing up, everybody ministers and everybody, it I think it's a cheap food mm-hmm. that 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 the family a cheap delicacy that the family families can in the black culture can 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 prepare really good and you throw some mashed potatoes, some green beans, and a little roll, you are good to go. Right. But that's definitely that's uh, that's definitely black folks stuff. <laughs> right on. What about watermelon? And see, that's another big thing. They there's there's a myth. That it's all you know. They always got black people with a watermelon. I cannot stand watermelon. I never have eaten watermelon. Me I can't stand it. It just, it's just, ooh, I can't even stand it, man. But, but it's a lot. It's black people stuff. But, yeah. You know that's just cause. But a lot of white folks be tearing the watermelons up too. Yes, but, they do. But the, as far as the norm and the culture and and the, what the people say, it's definitely black
0: folks stuff. Right on. What about cheesecake? This cheesecake. I oh, don't know. I think that's kind of a
1: – well, shoot, black people eat it too. But <laughs> I don't really care for a lot of cheesecake. I don't care for – that's not one of my main things, you know. Uh, but I would say that's probably uh, – man, if you could split it down the middle 50-50. Yeah. we'll go 50-50. That's, that's 50-50 on it because like a lot it. of folks have cheesecake. And uh, uh, I, I, I'll take it back. I, I had some cheesecake – that had that graham cracker crust mm-hmm, on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but I was in New York at, was it Junior's? One of the famed uh, restaurants and they don't have any crust on theirs. So it's just what? a big slob of uh, of, of cheesecake. And, mm. I, and I wasn't really feeling that.
0: Yeah, no. It's
1: gotta have some crust Yes, on it. that that yes. graham cracker crust, man. Ooh. Yes. Uh, and then uh, there's a restaurant here in town that has some lime, uh, what is
0: it, red, the red velvet or Key Lime.
1: Key Lime, mm-hmm. the Key Lime, but it's it's over at a certain restaurant. Uh, we won't give them a plug. Oh, okay, but,
0: yeah, right on. Yeah,
1: it's it's really good.
0: Got a few more for you. Mm-hmm. How about a bologna sandwich?
1: Tear it up back in the day, <coughs> and you got but you got to fry it just right, and where that when it bowls up, and you can pull that little that little wrapper thing on the edge mm-hmm. of it off, and and my and back in the day when I did eat meat when I was a little kid, I wanted it burnt. You gotta yeah. burn it just a little bit. Just a little bit. But yeah, yeah that's oh, black yeah. that's black folks. Oh I love it. What about hot dogs? Hot dogs is black folks stuff too, man. But uh a lot of white folks they, they take me out to the ball game. They, <laughs> they, they go they tear up they tear up some too, you know. But uh back in the day we used it it, it was always like a uh easy food for mm-hmm. all of us mama would go get a bunk, bunch of packages and throw them in the water mm-hmm. and, and you could get a couple of hot dogs and, and you was gone um, but did
0: you, did you have a bun or did you get some bread with your
1: well you know a lot of times we didn't have no buns so right. we had you know we had that old white bread <laughs> throw a little mustard on it or something like that that was a hot dog right yeah then. yeah yeah
0: all right steak
1: And see that back in the day, I never was a big on a, I never never ate that steak either. I just didn't, it was something about it, but steak is a white folks thing. Yeah, yeah. see I They can afford all that, you know, yeah.
0: So I got two for you, that's the same one. We got football, and I'm gonna say in Miami, and then we got football in like New England in the winter. So football in Miami, is that white people's shit or black people's shit? Or stuff, excuse me. That's
1: that's black people stuff.
0: Right. Football
1: in Miami. But football in New, New England, England in the winter. Well, oh, that's white folks stuff, <laughs> man. Because you know what? I've, I've been known to say, no, I'm, I don't think I'll go to that game because it's too cold. That's but what I'm that. That's I'm what going, I'm after. You know what? I have seen some of those guys out there with their shirts off, you know. And and, and then I was watching just not recently in the playoffs over like similar to like in Green Bay, mm-hmm. they had to blow and scrape the snow off the stands and, yeah. and no, yeah. I no I can't no, no it.
0: we not do that
1: no man. black people going to do that all right, right mm-hmm. all no. right I
0: appreciate you playing with me appreciate oh, you playing my, with me my, my
1: pleasure that. man all my right. pleasure all right.
0: everybody needs to go off everybody needs to get mad sometimes you need to just wreck and now it's time for the guest rant. All right, we've come to the conclusion. Uh, Brother B, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to, first of all, thank you for for spending some time with me. I always enjoy uh, fellowshipping with you. You are one of the most esteemed uh, individuals in my life and, and have contributed so positively in all aspects of my life so thank you for taking some time to be with me today but i'm I'm gonna give you uh, i always give my guests you know to kind of wrap up the show an opportunity to rant Uh, this is uh this is this podcast is called the rant and uh you know certainly we'll try to i try to get to know my guests but at the same time uh you know give you an opportunity to rant about something that's just bothering you so brother b you got a you got a rant for the for the listeners today
1: uh first of all i'm gonna say thank you so much uh you're one of the very special people that I have uh, I have been, had the pleasure of hanging out with over the years. <laughs> Your sense of humor is, is, is just, it's just it, <laughs> most people can't understand the sense of humor, but I I love yours. I appreciate it, and it's and it's it just kills me. But uh, uh, for as being able to rant, is you know playing sports. I had a big problem, and I still have a problem with this is uh, uh, inadequacies Mm. in in sports okay there's several things one is uh you think about a referee a referee is a common guy who might be a shoe salesman he might be an insurance salesman he might even be uh work at mcdonald's right right but if he goes through the rigors and gets licensed he can become a full-fledged referee okay And he changes. (laughs) Once he puts on that uniform, the little striped shirt, and some of them don't even keep it up to code. They wear different colored shoes. (coughs) That's one of my pet peeves about it. And if you're going to be a referee, I cannot respect you if you have a belt on. (coughs) Uh, You have the wrong colored shoes or your shoes are jacked up. (coughs) I don't care how good you are a referee. I cannot understand why you are there. And then what gets me is when these referees, who is a common guy, and you would if you met him on the street, he wouldn't say a word to you. Right? But once he gets that power of right. having a referee uh uniform on, he goes crazy and he decides that he's going to jack you up and then they can then they can put call anything they want to on you, throw you out of the game, uh <laughs> ban you for a couple games, um uh, that, that's one of the things I cannot stand is, is this little guy has so much power. I mean, if you call in the game right, and that's that's one thing, but a lot of the guys seem to always want to put their own little feelings, their little, uh, little inadequacies. <laughs> uh, maybe he wasn't a good uh, football player or basketball player, but he decides he wants to be a referee and he can do it, and they allow him to do it. So he gets the whistle, so he gets the sudden. whistle and he gets the blowing the whistle and calling things that determine the outcomes and the and the futures of of people who will work very hard to do what they do. That also, police officers. Mm-hmm. Oh, get now him! You, and you got a guy who's in high school. Get him. Who was scared to go out for wrestling? <laughs> he won't go. You don't see him at the dojo. He's not in the martial arts. He's not any. He's a big boy, he eats lots and lots and lots of food, then mm. he decides to go, he's going to be a tough guy, he goes and gets a uniform, becomes, goes through the academy, becomes a police officer, and then he wants to patrol the streets where you live, mm. mm-hmm. and get out and talk to you bad, embarrass you in front of your children, in front of your wife. Had mm. the ability to have a gun, a firearm, oh, a, a a a instrument of destruction, and kill you because of his little quirks <laughs> or his problems, that pisses me off, you know. And we have so many of them today that are taking folks' lives or doing mm. things because Amen. they have their own agendas uh, and they wear a uniform that's supposed to be respected and supposed to be one that you call for help, and so. Uh, that has gone completely insane to me, um, and 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 it needs to stop. Uh, if you can't handle yourself without the uniform on, then I mean, and be a, a a good citizen, then don't put it on. Amen. It's terrible. It's what they're doing. You know, it's Amen. just it's just a ludicrous. I'm pissed off about you it. Pissed. uh
0: pissed. You can rant. About. I have a
1: lot of buddies that are, that are on the police force, and they do a good job. And they risk their lives. Yeah, they do a lot of great things. But then we have these worms, <coughs> these worm, uh, mm. weasel of, of of no heart. Uh, what's that, the little, the lion on the Wizard of Oz? Oh, no who, who, who yeah. heart. Who didn't. didn't have a heart? Somebody. The tin man didn't have a heart. Okay, you, whiny little guys, and then they get a – and then all of a sudden they get a gun and some mace and a club and a uniform, and they want to patrol uh, people and treat them badly – and I've seen them, uh, you know, just completely uh, destroy homes and families by doing what they do. And then they go downtown, and then people cover for them. Other weasels cover for them mm-hmm. for w- mm-hmm. what they've done. Preach. So that right there is a, is a, is ludicrous. My daddy always said, either pay now or you pay later. Amen. And some of that crap they're doing right now, they're gonna have to pay for it later. Yeah, they're gonna have to answer. They're gonna have to answer for that. So th- those that is one of my Ooh, man. <laughs> oh man just pull you over for no reason and want to stop you uh you know your car uh I, I saw something the other day it says he come up to the car he said do you know your taillight is out and the person said no i drive from on the inside of my car i wouldn't know if it's something out there on the back right so the guy got really smart and you know and, and it ended up being escalating and you get taken to jail over him being sensitive so sensitive, grown men sensitive, mm, mm, you know. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm really Ooh. pissed about that. I, I'm just can't stand it, uh, Rembrandt. I cannot <laughs> stand it. <laughs> uniforms, uniforms. Guys just start puffing up and walking around, thinking they are better than they are, uh, and it's all of that piece of cloth. Yeah. And you, and, and especially, the, but the gun thing where you can kill and, and, and destroy lives. Is the one thing that just pisses me off, and these. The other thing is. Coaches. Ooh, get them. Certified but not qualified. Ooh, say that again. Certified but not qualified. Ew. Teachers certified but not qualified. Crazy. We got boys. a the, 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 we got a lot of, of of certifications going on in the world, and a lot of unqualified people are doing the jobs. Well,
0: amen. You know what I mean? Amen.
1: Being in education, when I see, and I see a lot of it, teachers and staff members and APs and people who are certified but Mm -hmm. not qualified Mm -hmm. and they ruin young lives, that pisses me off. Oh, man. So I get pissed off a lot about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all right. Brother. That's my rant today. All right.
0: I, um, I appreciate Rembrandt. it. I appreciate it. That's beautiful. Hey, thank beautiful. you. Thank oh, you yeah, for yeah, having thanks. me today, man. Absolutely. This is
1: this is so cool. And I'm, I I encourage everybody to make sure you tune in to DJ Rembrandt. <laughs> <The> <laughs> DJ rant. Rembrandt. The well, red.
0: All right. Thank you, brother. Love. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Rant. Remember, The Rant Podcast can be found on Google Podcasts, Beaker, Spotify, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. If you have suggestions for the show, please don't hesitate to reach out to DJ Rembrandt at therantpodcast2021 at gmail.com.